Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Monday, June 13th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Agriculture is changing, and so are the jobs available in the industry. Companies are looking for scientists and people interested in science, technology, engineering, and math. When people meet folks that work in the ag industry, they're often shocked about what they actually do for a living. In just a few minutes, reporter Kate Grumke has more on the growing demand for workers in ag-related jobs that are not anywhere near a farm. A series of resignations at the St. Louis Board of Aldermen means there will be three elections in 35 days. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Littman reports on the logistical and financial costs for the city. Three aldermen have resigned from the board since April, and according to the city charter, those seats have to be filled within 90 days. One of those elections will take place on the same day as the August 2nd primary, but the two others will require special elections, one on July 19th, the other on August 23rd. Ben Borgmeyer is the city's Democratic Director of Elections. He says things are made even more complicated by the fact that the votes will take place based on the boundaries of the old 28-ward map. We have to have basically two political maps kind of in place and making sure that those political um, districts are correctly defined. It does present challenges internally. Each special election is likely to cost the city at least $10,000. I'm Rachel Lippman. St. Louis Public Radio. A Republican candidate for Missouri's open U.S. Senate seat, known for brandishing an assault rifle at protesters who marched past his home, says he's opposed to policies that would tighten gun regulations. Mark McCloskey is running to replace Senator Roy Blunt, who is not seeking re-election. McCloskey says there are plenty of federal statutes already involving gun control. He is opposing raging... He is opposing raising the age to obtain a gun to 21 and red flag laws, which prohibit individuals deemed dangerous to themselves or others from accessing a gun. Once the government takes your weapons, once the government deprives you of your rights, it is very, very difficult to retrieve them. McCloskey made the comments on Politically Speaking. The episode is at stlpr.org. A recent Emerson College survey shows McCloskey is currently fifth among Republican candidates for that Senate seat, polling in the single digits. Missouri Governor Mike Parson has signed a property rights protection bill. The measure calls for farm owners to receive at least 150 percent of their market value of their property if it's taken through eminent domain. Also, power companies using the process need to provide a certain amount of electricity to Missouri residents. A transmission line called the Grain Belt Express is exempt. Plans call for it to carry power from Kansas through Missouri and Illinois and connect to a power grid in Indiana. The former head of the Illinois Department of Public Health is under investigation. Alex Dagman reports. The inspector general's office is looking into whether Dr. Ngozi Azike improperly negotiated for a new job with the state-contracted entity while she was still head of IDPH. Illinois ethics laws require someone to wait a year after leaving the state, but lawyers for Azike told the Better Government Association they weren't negotiations with Sinai Health System, just information sessions. And those weren't contracts, but statutorily mandated grants. Alisa Kaplan, head of the group Reform for Illinois, says the rules can be confusing. She's not a lawyer. She probably felt that, that she had asked people with more expertise on the issue than she had, and, and, and therefore she was in the clear. Kaplan says the state could clarify the existing law or take another look at the law's original intent. I'm Alex Dagman. 
The era of free school meals for all students in Illinois is coming to an end. The Illinois School Nutrition Association has been lobbying the federal government to extend COVID area waivers that allowed public school students to eat for free, regardless of income. Association President Kevin Harris says if students have been eating for free for two years, it would make sense to keep it that way. Over 50% of the population of the United States is receiving free or reduced priced meals. And going forward, you know, I don't think it would be that big of a hit to include all students under free meals at this point. All such waivers will expire by June 30th. Harris notes some expired on the last day of school. When people think of jobs in agriculture, they likely consider traditional farm jobs. But over the past few decades, the industry has changed. Now there's a need for workers who are interested in science. Reporter Kate Grumke has more on a new crop of ag jobs that do not fit stereotypes. A parking lot with office buildings in suburban St. Louis is also lined with something surprising. Rows of huge greenhouses. This is the Donald Danforth Plant Science Center a research institute that has created an ecosystem of scientists devoted to studying plants. In a lab in one of the buildings on the campus, people are sitting at stations lined with trays of bacteria cultures. You can hear the hum of freezers and the buzz of a labeler. They're working on a bacterial product for plants used in agriculture. It's almost like a probiotic for a plant. That's Natalie Brakefield, the vice president for research and discovery at New Leaf Symbiotics, a biotechnology startup. Although this is a science-heavy job, not every position here requires a PhD. New Leaf has some hands-on lab positions that just require an associate's or a technical training program. Brickfield does have a PhD, but she says she came to this field in a roundabout way. She had a molecular biology degree but didn't really have any experience with plants before starting her first job as a lab technician. Well, I knew I liked science. I didn't really know these kind of jobs existed. And that was my first um, real introduction into working with plants. And then I actually just fell in love with it. It worked out well for Brakefield. But that's a key challenge for the agriculture industry, making sure people who like science know about these types of careers. Kim Kidwell sees this firsthand as an associate chancellor at the University of Illinois and a former dean of the College of Agriculture. When people meet folks, that work in the ag industry, they're often shocked about what they actually do for a living. Kidwell says the ag industry is changing. Jobs are more science-focused, and they're available for people with every level of education. You know, there's a lot of engineering, there's a lot of business, there's a lot of computer science, there's so many things that underpin what we do in food and ag, and people just don't connect the dots. What we're hearing is there's a there's an incredible demand for scientists at every category That demand for workers is also being felt at Corteva AgriScience, which is a global company that produces things like chemicals and seeds. Corteva has about 500 open positions on its website right now. Almost half of those don't require a four-year degree, says Anne Holliday, vice president of human relations. We are growing as a company, and so we we need more than, than we ever needed before from a talent perspective. Back in St. Louis, a program is trying to fill that worker pipeline by training students to work in labs. Elizabeth Bodecker runs St. Louis Community College's Center for Plant and Life Sciences. So you'll each have one pellet. She's handing out materials to her students for a class exercise. You'll need that too, but. (laughs) Bodecker says even without a four-year degree, the grads of her program are in high demand. You are getting some solid foundation 
and there is a huge workforce demand right now. So the odds are pretty good. You're going to get a job at the end. One of her students is Kasia Vanyoka, who was exposed to agriculture early. She's Polish and grew up on a farm. Vanyoka has always been interested in science, but has an untraditional education background. Over the years, she had taken classes at different institutions in the U.S. and abroad, but never finished a degree. But it's fine because everybody's education takes different pathways. And I think this is important to recognize that, that not every pathway is good for everybody. Vanyoka says she's glad to have finally found her field. She's working part-time at a plant science startup as she finishes up the community college program. After that, she says she wants to keep doing research in microbiology. I'm Kate Grumke, St. Louis Public Radio. This story was produced with the help of Harvest Public Media, a collaboration of public media newsrooms in the Midwest reporting on agriculture and rural issues. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.